1: Welcome
2: once again. It's another exciting, well, maybe exciting. I guess we'll find be. out. It will be exciting. Okay, It will be. I predict. Another episode. I predict. Well, that's right, because we are prepared, so hopefully everything works out well. It's the Only Three Lads podcast where each and every week we take a look at the golden age of alternative music from 1974 to 1999. I'm Uncle Greg. Of course, we have the rocktologist, the professor, the professor. What else do we have? the Crowfessor. there you go brett vargo there he is the crowfessor? I don't i don't know what that is it sounded good i mean yeah, it sounds like yeah. it reminded me of corn and then the movie the crow right so right. yeah, yeah. Uh, there's nothing bad with either one of those that was an intentional nod obviously absolutely yeah. so um we're gonna try and do this in 45 minutes it's just brett myself and you all hanging out talking about the music that we love the uh, task that Brett and I have today is to keep this under forty-five minutes. Oh gosh! Um, there's no guarantee about that Mm-mm. because, but you know, we won't talk about um, sex robots. Um, what else can we like? We if, we can't if we guarantee won't. we won't, right? It's but sometimes we're just talking and it just something like the ball bounces and it just goes someplace, and it's usually my fault. And I well, sometimes no, I apologize. It's not. No, but we'll largely stick to the top, right?
0: I think maybe, I maybe. Don't know. We'll find out. One thing I wanted to ask you about, and this is totally not on the topic, so I guess this is off to a bad start. Right.
2: Well, but, but but it's early. It's like it's like sh- cheating on your diet early in the day. So, yeah. 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 Okay. Well, I it's just okay.
0: read this, and this is topical as we record this. Maybe when we release this, it'll be old news. But I know you're a ministry fan. Mm-hmm. Ministry played Revenge in concert for the first time since 1984. It was really the first time that Mr. Jorgensen had made an acknowledgement to his uh, synth pop past with the possible exception. I know he plays every day is Halloween. So I thought that was an interesting story and I wanted to talk to you about that.
2: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited about that. I know that he hates that part of his career or at least he did, but everyone wants it. So I don't know why he wouldn't go on tour and just kind of make, mi- just mix those songs in with this, the other stuff that he's more proud of, but everyone loves those songs. I'll never forget seeing that album cover with those long, black nails and just the music and i yeah. told you my son when he was little revenge i remember playing that for him and he just loved it and um so it's music that people love and i don't know i understand some it might bring him back to bad memories but it was you know foot 40 years ago so yeah uh why don't we just um i don't know i'll hang out and party and have a good time i agree i mean that's pretty much where ministry begins and ends as far as i'm concerned well, uh, there was sad, but New World Order and stuff and that industrial stuff, I definitely enjoyed, too. Yeah. I know that's up your alley. No. Nah. Mm-hmm. Nah. Yeah, no, not. Nah. I, I can see you not enjoying it. But imagine being at a small club dancing to New World Order and all these women with, uh, you know, like uh, leather, dreadlocks and leather and shaved yeah. heads and, you know, hardware in their nose and cheeks and nipples and all the other great stuff and dancing around, having a good time. It brings me back to good times in my life. Yeah, maybe you had to be there in that situation.
0: I could assure you that they would have nothing to do with the likes of me. Oh,
2: that's not true.
0: I guarantee it.
2: I'll tell you this. A lot of people who you think look scary, who have a lot of tattoos or um, who have like a lot of piercings on their face and stuff like that. If you, Now, some of them are from prison and they've killed people. So, yeah, I mean, there is that. But the huge majority of those people are super sweet once you get to know them and talk to them. A lot of times I believe, and this is not scientific and I don't play one on TV, any doctor or scientist, I could barely do math. We've established that from this podcast. But if you talk to a lot of those people and you can get through that first layer, they are the sweetest people in the world. And that's more of a mask or like armor that they wear to protect them because they're so sensitive emotionally is what I have found. No, so doubt. it's nothing scary. So you're saying that they wouldn't have anything to do with you. No, they have empathy and they would have nice. And if you were nice to them, they're nice to you, especially if like, you know, you're at Power Man 5000 or like one of these shows. Um, the girls are super nice. I don't know. You don't walk up and touch them. They may know karate and they got big, heavy boots on and they're going to kick you right in the ear. But besides that, I mean, they're super great people. Oh, yeah. And I have friends in all walks of life, so I I have no
0: doubts whatsoever. But romantically, I mean, when being romantic was a thing many, many, many decades ago. <laughs> and then
2: you <he> got married. <laughs> what kills romance? Wedding cake. It yeah, they, yeah. They would have
0: had nothing to do with me. Nah, and I've, nah. I've told you the story about Wendy, the girl I had a crush on that I wrote a very nice ballad for. And then she uh, totally just squashed all my dreams by saying she only dated guys with tattoos and piercings.
2: We should revamp that song of yours and we should make it like, I don't know, we'll make, we'll put a little edge on it. And the ballad, you know, the ballad of, uh, what was her name again? Wendy. The Ballad of Wendy. The Ballad of Wendy.
0: It did prompt me to write my one and only death metal song, thinking that maybe she would like that one. And it was called, I Wish I Was a Lumberjack So I Could Murder Trees. It was
2: hardcore, man. Yeah, I can tell. That was that's like, you know, like <clears throat> pretty old kids would be burning down churches after listening to that. Saw. Thank God you
1: didn't release that.
2: Saw, yeah. Top it yeah. down! Murder! <laughs> I gotta hear that song. Yeah, it's we great. Can please put that on the Only Three Lads Facebook channel.
0: Yeah, one of these days, I do have an old cassette demo of it, so I'll have to break it out digitize it all that
1: but
2: okay yeah. well let's please do that soon because yeah. um i know there's a lot of stuff that we could really dive deep into brett vargo's brain and find out um all these wonderful ways he expresses himself yeah and f- uh, th- and then we'll get the tattoo on your neck we'll call wendy see if she's you know starting to get a little tingle for you uh, she may be but i'll say you know what i'm off the market wendy Sorry, that's that's is what you could have had. Yeah, you could just like, you know, shake your moneymaker and say, look, you lost out. Miss Vargo gets this cream puff. That's right. Along with my neck tattoo of Velma from Scooby-Doo. Oh, that would be cool.
1: Yeah. Actually,
2: what what kind of a neck tattoo would would Brett Vargo get? Like, seriously. Like, if you were going to get a neck, like you'd probably, a silhouette of the family. um, Maybe like, (laughs) I don't know. I could see like a... Like a power pop guitar, a Vox guitar or something. A a Rickenbacker. Yeah, that'd that'd actually be pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. If I were going
0: to get a neck tattoo
2: of any kind, it would probably be something like that. See, that is badass. Yeah. Yeah. And what do you think I would get for a neck tattoo? Just, you've known me for 180-ish episodes of this podcast. What would Uncle Greg get on his neck? Uh,
0: Let's see. You would probably be, I mean, a skull and crossbones would be way too, like, normal. Mm-hmm. but I would, it would, it's definitely going to be something very dark and it might include some sort of skull with like a leather cap or something.
2: Yeah. And I was thinking ring. maybe like a crucifix, you know, and then with like nuclear bombs going off in the background mm. show, like the three, you know, crosses with Jesus and then the two thieves on the side oh. and then like nuclear bombs going off around them. That's oddly specific. You've given this some thought. <laughs> no i just uh there was a a singer one time i think it was uh god i can't think of the sacred right i don't know there was some band with the guy had that on his that tattoo on his stomach
0: it yeah. was my guess was going to be either that or a portrait of kenny rogers but
2: I yeah mean, no knows? uh kenny rogers but um gosh uh I, I i i think um dolly parton too i would want on that one. Oh yeah yeah i've got your islands in the stream right yeah, here it's on I'm my neck baby I love being by the water and um, those two put out banger after banger. So, mm-hmm. you know, you can't go wrong with a Kenny Rogers, Dolly Parton tattoo. I don't think. Could you maybe put a tattoo of Dolly Parton's chest on your chest? Oh, no, but she's <laughs> tiny. I mean, what would that be? Be, well, because yeah, how cool would be then if let's say I do something and I go to prison and then how cool would that be? It'd be horrible. <laughs> you know that's why you never want to like sometimes oh yeah you see these tattoos and guys and then you know you just yeah you don't want to set yourself up for failure yeah
0: well i mean you could just tell them you're working nine to five
2: (laughs) all right we said we weren't going to go off topic Um, But there we did for just about, (laughs) I don't know, 10 minutes. We apologize. We're going to keep this under 45 minutes. Hopefully what we are talking about, the top five songs of 1978. And if you're experiencing deja vu, so did we. Brett, please tell them.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, we did think that we had maybe covered the top five songs of 1978. Could not find any record of doing so. But we did the top five albums of 1978. This was back in episode 150. I believe when we had Jim Bass Knight power popper extraordinaire on the show and just a recap Greg if you would like this yes. from uh, that episode so you had as albums in 1978 Devo Are We Not Men Nick Lowe Jesus of Cool Cheap Trick of Budokan Ramones Road to Ruin and The Cars I had Marvin Gaye's Here My Dear Blondie Parallel Lines Nick Lowe also kind of Jesus of Cool slash pure pop for now people, the jam, all mod cons, Elvis this year's model. Uh, Jim Bass had some interesting ones. Lou Reed, Take No Prisoners, Generation X's first album tied with Van Halen's first album, Rolling Stone's Some Girls, Ramon's Road to Ruin, and Johnny Thunder's So Alone. So there you have it. And of course, me being the contrarian, I did not pick any of the artists from my albums
2: list or my songs list. I can't say the same thing, but I can't say this. I took the cars out of the equation because what am I supposed <gasps> to do? Put five car songs on this list? Yeah. Off that uh, debut album? And you could have. You could have easily. Amount, done. Absolutely could have. So I'm just removing cars out of the equation just to pick my top five songs of nineteen seventy eight. And uh, we should get going. You ready? Let's get going. All right, I'll go first. It's hard to believe almost to the day. The album Forty five years old. The album Are We Not Men? The band, Devo, but which song? Satisfaction. No, I didn't oh. pick that one. Uncontrollable Urge. Mm. I love that song. There was a band here, in, in, well, they were all over the place, but uh, Funk Junkies covered this song and they rocked it up and I liked it a lot. And Devo's uh, version, their original version is awesome also, but I had to pick this song because what a great song. Makes you wanna break things and it makes you just wanna have a good time, so. That's why number five for me this week, Devo, Uncontrollable Urge. You could say you have an uncontrollable urge. I do. I do. And what is that? I don't know, but there's a bunch of them. Yeah, well, I mean,
0: after your Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton fantasy, I'm wondering.
2: Uh, Imagine being the meat in that sandwich, Brent.
0: (laughs) (laughs) From one lover to another. Uh Uh Oh, yeah. No pun intended. Yeah. The other thing I did not do this week, aside from picking any of the artists, is I did leave off another one of my favorite singles ever fallen in love by Buzzcocks because I just picked it last week, by the way. Yep. And I promise not to. Well, I can't promise not to be long winded because I'm naturally long winded. But when I was going through my list, I looked at the charts from that year, both in the UK and the US. What an incredible chasm there was between the UK and the US as far as like. The music we talk about on this show, the underground type music. Oh, yes. In the UK, punk and the burgeoning new wave scene was already a part of the pop culture by 1978. And there weren't a ton of what I would call alternative hits on the UK charts, but they at least had some. So in the top 10 that year, you had songs by Blondie, Nick Lowe, Patti Smith, Plastic Bertrand. The Motors, Kate Bush, Boomtown Rats, Sex Pistols, Sham 69, Jilted John, Susie and the Banshees, and
2: Public Image Limited. In contrast, you want to guess how many were in the U.S. top 10? Oh, geez. Uh, our top 10 is probably pretty, um, it probably was all Grease, like yeah. uh, You're the One That I Want and yep. every other song on that. Um, Grease is the word, Frankie Valley. Yeah, we were kind of nerdy probably in the U.S. back then. And then... Like the one song I remember is "Kiss You All Over." Yeah, Exile. Uh, see, so yeah, I, I wouldn't see. I don't know their name, but damn, I do remember being in the car listening to disco with my parents or my mom. Yeah. And, and uh, but 1978, the thing that probably most sticks out for me is taking my sister to go see Grease every weekend with my cousin. So I'm sure that we didn't have any cool music like what we are into now. Like we probably the UK charts are ones that we would want to chop up and snort. Is what I'm trying to get to say. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely zero, yeah. Songs hit the top ten that we would
0: really consider, you know, punk, new oh, God, wave, whatever.
2: I'm taking a look. Okay, now now I'm looking at love is like oxygen. So like, uh, yeah, s- like sweet, sweet. like was great. And then we had um grease all over. And then you light up my life. Yep. Yeah, we Ugh. had
0: like this middle of the road, easy listening stuff. You light up my life. You don't bring me flowers. You needed me. Of course, we had disco, and there's a lot of great disco. But then you also had on the other side this whole emerging disco sucks backlash, but the bands that were first and foremost that like the fans of rock music, let's say, and I use air quotes when I say rock, it was like flaccid garbage, like Kansas and sticks. So I will take boogie oogie oogie over that stuff all day, every day and twice on Sunday. So anyway, I'm going to give it to the UK for the win. Absolutely. Also, another thing about 1978 is I was looking up just kind of pop culture at that time. Yeah, we had movies like Grease and stuff, and I I didn't really, I guess I was four at the time, so I didn't watch a lot of movies. I was a sitcom junkie, I mean, from very early times, probably watched every single sitcom that came on. Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley, Three's Company, Mork and Mindy, One Day at a Time, Alice, Different Strokes, What's Happening, all these great shows.
2: And Alice, of course, sat here in Phoenix. And there's actually a Mel's Diner right on Grand Avenue. It wasn't there before the show, but it's kind of now there because of the show. But it's been there for a long time. You set me right on that on another
0: episode because for some reason in my mind, I had it that it was Tucson, but it was
2: Phoenix. Yeah, It was Phoenix, yeah. Her car broke down in Phoenix and she stayed here. I guess on Grand Avenue, which wasn't a pretty place way back then in the 70s. Oh, And guess what? Well, it's gentrification is happening downtown now a lot of those places are getting hip they're repainting them and then charging eight dollars for their daiquiri and all the kids are there saying this is the place so <laughs> and it all awesome started with alice All oh started well. with alice kiss my grits
0: kiss my grits <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> sorry <laughs> This public service message brought to you by flow. There you go. So for my number five, instead of the Buzzcocks track that I may have picked, but excluded from consideration, I'm going to go with another track that maybe because of recency bias I've been listening to on repeat lately. I've loved it since I picked up the Bomp records compilation called the Roots of Power Pop back in the 90s. But of course, a couple of weeks ago, we had Arthur Alexander on our show. So put this track definitely back at top of mind. So it's by seminal New York band, The Poppies, featuring Arthur Alexander. It's their 1978 single called Jealousy. So even at a time when the spirit and innocence of early Beatlemania was part and parcel of the overall power pop aesthetic, there weren't a lot of bands who sought to authentically capture the sound of Mersey. This track was written by guitarist Bobby D. Waxman and bassist Pat Lorenzo and was produced by Flaming Groovy's guitarist Cyril Jordan, who of course is a band that knows a thing or two about mining the past for inspiration. But it's a note for note, perfect recasting of With The Beatles era pop music. In fact, if it weren't for the 1978 copyright, you might mistake it for a long lost 1963 single. The harmonies, the hand claps, the middle eight, that guitar tone, the Ringo-esque steady drumming and that painting on the hi-hat it's a loving masterclass on how to write and record your very own Lennon McCartney song it's perfect in every way only the what's happening gang knew that they could have been doing the funky klutz to this instead of the doobie brothers i mean things would have turned out a lot differently so hi 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 it's my number five the poppy's jealousy
2: game over i agree with you yeah great pick Thank you. I've been writing down your picks for the past couple weeks because I want to make sure the great homework. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's great. You pick a lot of great music. Well, thank you. You too. All right. Except for maybe last week. Oh, <laughs> not to hell with you. I'm oh, kidding.
0: I okay. There is too much new metal last week for my liking. Sorry. Oh, no, That's okay. Or I guess I that was it was two weeks ago. That was uh, yes. the Flash Cubes. Yeah. Yes.
2: All right. Last week so, you were spot on. Okay. Well, this right. week, um, this song here, us here in America really didn't find out about it till probably 1980 but it was released in 1978 and this pick might be a little controversial, not because it's like a bad song, but because of the title. And of course my number four song this week, killing an Arab by the cure released in 1978. That's the stuff that I found. And I said, well, I damn, I always liked that song. Um, that's how, that's probably one of the very first songs I heard of the cure. And that's when I was like, Oh, wait a second. Cause that was the very first song off that, uh, Best of album that came out. Remember, standing on the beach, staring at the sea. Yeah, and then of course they wouldn't release it, and then they said that they wouldn't play it. But have they played it in the past couple years? I have a feeling that maybe they did, but maybe that's just my fantasy. Like I said, I was telling Brett earlier today. um, I don't remember my dreams, but when I remember them, they're perverted. And so maybe it was just I was I don't know at a Cure concert.
0: So apparently they performed it, but not as killing an Arab. They performed it as killing another as recent as December 2022.
2: Yeah. So I was going to say, I remember hearing that they were played the song, but if you know, they changed the word. Yeah. But it really wasn't about it, w- it was from a novel, right? From like a 1942 novel that was Camus, like the stranger. Yeah, yeah. The stranger. So, yeah. So it wasn't like he was saying, let's go kill Arabs. No, it wasn't like a rally cry in 2001 after the twin towers came down it wasn't anything like that and it was released way before that it just happened to be the person who was killed in the novel was an arab listen to the song and you can have your own thoughts or fill in the gaps fill in the stinking gaps don't let me fill in your gaps uh, in your brain because that is going to not be pretty so we'll just leave it there thank you for specifying the gaps in your brain yes that's what i first said i was like "Ooh, i better Mm. fix that yeah yeah. Creepy Uncle
0: Greg, yeah. Yeah, you're going to have to censor yourself like killing another. Killing
2: another, ding, 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 okay. I, I mean, the meter know, it, works. Yeah, if I heard Robert Smith change the word in concert playing that song, I would just enjoy the music and just enjoy the trip back to 1982, probably when I first heard it, somewhere around there, 1981. Yep. So it wouldn't bother me. As an artist, I wouldn't hold that. I, I wouldn't give... Um, I. Wouldn't mark it down. I guess I was going to say give to merits, but I wouldn't mark it down.
0: You get your name on the
2: blackboard, Robert. Yes, Smith. and you're going to get a check after it. No, yeah, but I wouldn't mark it down.
0: Well, last time I saw The Cure a couple months ago, back on the lawn, I couldn't hardly hear anything. The sound was so terrible, so I wouldn't be able to tell if he was singing "Killing"
2: whatever. Killing a whale, and then oh, people, be, but that would upset people too, though. That would. Like, uh, what what could you kill that with? Like the woke community would be like awesome like you can't kill bugs clubbing a seal no yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> club i think clubbing seal that would add yeah, that that'd be worse than killing an arab misgendering people, someone yeah I mean, yes <laughs> can't do it uh Having success.
0: That, no. That,
1: that would, no, no, <laughs>
2: no, 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 no. Yes. Hold your tongue, young man. <laughs> <laughs> Achieving your dreams. Yeah, that would be another one that they wouldn't want to hear. Oh, no. You really can't say anything anymore. No. We're already going to be canceled for this one already. Look at that. Yeah, all right. All right, well, I'm just going to say, well, just for the record, then let's get it out there. I like Asian navels. All right, I said it. I'm going to, so now if there's any question... You can come back to me. Liking Asian navels. Yeah. See, now that got me excited. Just you singing that. Now, I mean, maybe if you sing it to that melody, it's OK. Liking Asian navels. Yeah. Oh, well, I thought it was OK before. I didn't care either way. But you know how, like, um, again, we're getting off topic. It's the uh, top songs of 1978. We're going to try. We have we have uh, tw- uh, 21 minutes. So, oh, um, yeah, oh, uh, we may or may not make it. We'll find out. But yeah, but like anytime you see, a, uh, you know, a belly button and navel, it like gives you like happy feelings. There's like, you know, uh, neuro explosions in people's brains. And there's that um, what's what's the stuff uh, called in your brain that makes you happy? Serotonin. So no, yeah. is it serotonin? No, yeah, no, I think that's what it is. Right. I was gonna say serotonin. So the serotonin starts flowing, you know, you know, what is it that turkey, the that turkey is
0: tryptophan? Right?
2: That's correct. Yeah. And that puts you to sleep. Serotonin makes you happy and that's why people do drugs because it kind of squirts the serotonin into their brain. And it's like after sex you have a lot of serotonin in your brain because you're like happy and that's when you're like, oh, everything's fine. Like you and your wife or you and your girlfriend or you and your boyfriend, you and whoever you're having sex with. You can be mad at each other but then you throw the bone and then what happens after the end? You still may not like each other but you're like everything's chilled out, right? So that's the serotonin, you feel great. Throw in the bone in. Yeah, there you go. This is not scientific again. We just this is only just uh, uh, pure thoughts of the only three lads podcast. But and again, like if you see like navels, it's like makes you happy, right? Sure. All right. Well, 45 minutes. (laughs) All right. So uh, where are we at? We're at um, my number four. We're at your your number four. We're at my number four. Okay. So my number
0: four is seminal Australian indie pop, and it's the kickoff. Of the recording career for one of my favorite groups of all time that's probably a giveaway it's lee remick by the go-between all right yeah so this is a true diy single released on their own label called the able label and it sounds rough rudimentary and shambolic far from the sophisticated sound that the go-betweens would later be known for Both in sound and pop culture worshiping spirit, it almost represents the Gobies as the Aussie equivalent of television personalities. And I'm talking about the Dan Tracy band, not TV personalities like Polly Holiday from Alice. But it was one of Robert Forster's first compositions. Lee Remick is charmingly clunky when he sings lines like she was in The Omen with Gregory Peck. She got killed. What the heck? Her eyes are like gems. She's an actress or screen gem.
1: With Gregory Peck, she got killed. But what the heck? Her eyes are like gems. She's an actress for screen gems. And I, 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 lovely Remick She's a darling.
0: By the time the chorus rolls around, with Forster and Grant McLennan gleefully exclaiming, I, 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 I lovely Remick She's a darling. You're definitely going to be singing along with them. And I, 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 love the go-betweens. And I, 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 love this song. It's kind of that I want the one I can't have ode. So I, 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 I am picking. It is my number four this week. And one more thing, Greg.
2: Yes. Kiss my grits. There you go. All Thank right. Micro Mini Machine. Remember that commercial? We're going to try and do this really fast so that we can do 45 minutes. Don't forget to head over to our Facebook page. Make sure and like it. And if you see any of our posts, please, please share. And when you do listen to this episode, please rate it so that we can get more people. It helps with the uh, algorithms and all that mm-hmm. other kind of stuff. So we're at number 3 Well, stick around. Our number three song of 1978 up after this. Yes, my grits.
1: Hello, this is Sarah and Dylan from the band tallies. And you're listening to only three lads podcast. Hello, Pantheon podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds.
2: Looks like we have about 12 minutes and some seconds left. I'm not good at math, but that's what we have for the 45-minute mark or so. So we are taking a look at our top songs of 1978. Great year for music, especially in our genre of the only three lads era. A lot of great music came out in 78. I wish we could get into a time machine, go back and see some of these shows, see some of these artists when they were baby bands and they became huge bands. So i um, very excited. My number three song, let's just get into it. I've told the story before, so if you've heard it before, I apologize. But one of the very first things that I ever saw on, on TV was a concert in the Tubes. And, you know, I, told, I talked about it before on this podcast. And I just remember being a little kid and probably sitting there in front of the TV, my eyes and mouth wide open. And they had this guy kind of come on. He wasn't on the show. It was more like a produced kind of concert where they were kind of in a studio and they kind of broke away and they did a few songs with this guy and his band uh, Ian Dury and the Blockheads Hit Me With Your Rhythm Stick came on and uh, it's a song about dancing, bringing people together regardless of language and culture I always say the dance is our only chance, we're pushing geopolitically for some pretty bumpy times and uh, hopefully we can all hear this song and kind of chill out and have a good time together because we have more similarities than differences but I don't know. Looks like we're marching to war at some point. Uh, oh wow, I brought that down really quick, wow. didn't I? So anyways Ooh. listen to this song and give the is our only chance. So there you go, Ian Dury and the Blockheads with Hit Me With Your Rhythm Stick. I love this song since the first time I heard it.
1: hit me, hit me, hit me with your rhythm stick. Hit me slowly, hit me quick hit me
0: If only our nation's leaders could hit each other with their rhythm sticks,
2: we could achieve world peace. See, I don't think it's the leaders, it's the bankers and all those other people who um, kind of tell our wink-wink, nudge-nudge leaders what to do. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I kind of am in a sense of how many things have you been told were a conspiracy theory and then it turned out to be 100% true? Google it and then you can fill in the gaps with your own brain. It's all about filling in the gaps again. Yes. Yep. You can do it. You can
0: do it. All I know is there better be some hidden with rhythm sticks going on somewhere.
2: Hey, we talked about Stats. the bone earlier. Yeah. Hit me with your. I just love that song. And I remember because everyone looked at like my sister was into, you know, a bunch of, you know, the contemporary stuff that was out at the time. And then when I was like, who is that Ian Dury? I like that song. And she was like, like hmm, okay. And that's where they thought I was weird. it only went downhill from there. Who's weird now? Exactly. All right, well, my number three is 18 Anthem for
0: the Ages and the only song on my list that even troubled the US Billboard charts in any way when it hit number 62. But it appealed to the rockers, the power poppers, and the new wave kids alike. From 1978, of course, from June of that year, it's cheap trick, Surrender. Imagine this. The song was sitting around from Cheap Tricks Club Days before their first record. It didn't even make the cut for their first two records. It was finally time for it to be unleashed upon the world with their third album, Heaven Tonight. And this is another one of those perfect 10 records for me. It's musically triumphant and powerful. It's lyrically humorous and poignant. And this may not surprise some, but it's the kind of record that will often bring a lump to my throat and a tear to my eye, not because it's sad or touching in any way, but because, first of all, I'm just a sentimental, stupid wuss in general, and two, it's so flawless and euphoric that I just have to sit there and appreciate that it even exists. And by the way, the same thing goes for my top two. So yeah, 1978 was a pretty good year, but I love the lines about mommy serving in the wax in the Philippines and the somewhat horrifying, but really funny visual imagery of the narrator's parents making out on the couch to his KISS records. And there are a few more timeless or meaningful sing-along choruses than mommy's all right, daddy's all right, they just seem a little weird. Hearing that as a kid or a teenager, it was kind of that empathetic epiphany that despite whatever acts of rebellion we may partake in, your parents are people too. They're trying to figure it all out just like the rest of us. And it takes on even a deeper and slightly evolved meaning now that we are adults hey we were young cool weird confused and trying to figure it all out as we went along and now we're not so young but we're still cool weird confused and still trying to figure it out as we go along. In the end, especially with the goosebump inducing key change and the chant of we're all all right, you got a song that you know will transcend and unite generations. I mean, talk about daddy being a little weird. I always have to explain to my kids that when I was a younger man, I had two platonic female roommates and had to convince my landlord who looked a lot like Don Knotts that I was <laughs> gay just so he didn't evict me thinking there was hanky panky going on, even though as a red blooded American man, I was always concocting harebrained schemes to get the girls. Like Wendy. Like Wendy, yeah. Or Chrissy (laughs) or Janet, whatever. Yeah. But then I finally got married and opened up Jack's Bistro, so we can all relate, right?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I remember that song in the movie My Bodyguard that came out in 1980. Mm -hmm. Wasn't that all over? And that's where I probably discovered that song. Uh, Not in 1978, but in 1980. But what a great song. What a great band. Cheap trick. Yes, indeed. And like, you know, you said that you'd kind of stayed away from songs that were on your 1978 album list. Not for mm-hmm. me, obviously, um, because my number two song, Off Road to Ruin, mm. guess that song. Brett. I want to be sedated. There you go. Number two, Woo-hoo! Brett got it. Pretty predictable guy, but I'm consistent and I know that women like consistency, so I'm not going to be feeling bad about that. So number two for me this week, Ramones, I want to be sedated, Songs of 1978. I
0: it's a great song and it's also kind of been your lifelong motto right
2: yeah, well, you know, now I don't like hangovers, so I really don't want to be sedated. But I'm like that, um, I've always been called like a watchdog. So like, I'm, I am I like to watch things. So now I like to watch people get sedated and watch them get belligerent or loud. I like to observe human behavior. Because like I say, I like children and dogs, it's the adults I'm a little iffy on. So when I watch those adults get a little sedated and then the true monster comes out, I enjoy that sometimes, but I just like to observe. You're a a sadistic beast. Maybe that's the word. I want to be sadistic. Ooh, that's another one. Uh, Maybe. Yeah.
0: And if you sing it in that meter, it Mm -hmm. makes it all sound good and cool.
2: I want to be sadistic. Does that Mm -hmm. work too? Yeah.
0: I want to be sadistic. Yeah. Yeah. I could work with that.
2: Yeah. Okay. Excellent pick. We're on time.
0: Nine minutes. We're we're getting there. Yeah, (laughs) my number two is one that rears its lovely head on my list every so often. So no surprises here, but I very nearly agree with all music guides proclamation that this is the greatest single ever. And in the heat of the moment, every time I listen to it, I kind of agree. So from London Band, The Only Ones and the genius mind of Peter Parrott, it's another girl, another planet. It was a song that I first heard back in 1993 when I went to the Oceanside Pier to watch a free Paul Westerberg show on the heels of his first solo record, sponsored by 91X. So that in and of itself was one of the coolest and now almost unimaginable experiences. And I relished every moment of it. I sang along very loudly to every Matt's classic and solo song that I had just discovered, except this one song that I didn't recognize with the chorus that went, I think I'm on another world with you. I was gobsmacked at how great the song was, but I had no idea what it was. I didn't have the Internet in 1993. I couldn't just Google the lyrics, but the universe tends to work in strange, serendipitous ways. And a couple of weeks later, after hearing this song live and racking my brain, trying to figure out what it was, I picked up the Rhino DIY compilation on UK Pop, which I've talked about on this show before. And sure enough, there was the song in all of its original glory by The Only One. certainly did it justice with his drunken barking, and the entrancing ascending guitar riff and marvelous chorus was totally intact. But with Peter Parrott's druggy drawl and powder cake energy from the band, The Only One's original was perfect. I couldn't get enough, and since then, in the past 30 or so years, I've likely played this song hundreds, maybe thousands of times. With lines like space travel is in my blood, it's easy to construe the lyrics as a thinly veiled love song to old king horse, the H smack junk skag and a lot of people have but parrot maintains that it is actually about a girl who makes him feel like he's on another planet and i guess both are romantic in their own way i suppose if you're into that old junky chic thing but i will choose to side with the writer here maybe he feels like you know he's on another planet with you but you know who's actually from another planet
2: whom work from orc That's, there we go yeah, yeah. Nanu, nanu there yeah. you go All right. All right you're sensing a theme okay yes you know i catch on to patterns is what i like to say yeah well i'm a man of patterns all right so we're up to our number ones and we are at uh 39 minutes right now so instead of sitting here breathing into your ear we're going to speed this up and just say (sighs) make sure and uh look out for our post and if you can please tell all your friends, we are on all of the platforms for podcasting, like Podbean, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, Apple, iHeartRadio app, and don't forget about Pantheon. Our I buddy's want there. I a creepy breathe. That wasn't creepy. Creepy breathe, would be, so, <sighs> it'd be. It's <sighs> all about the vibrato. <laughs> exactly, you see, like, that's like, wow, what is going on there? Yours sounded like you just like jogged. I could put, again, I fill in the gap in my brain. With that breathe, you're like, okay, something's up. Yeah, that was creepy. That was a lot creepier. See, I have a lot of experience. So stick around. Our number one song of 1978 coming up after this.
1: Hey, this is Andy from Popular Creeps, and you're listening to the Only Three Lads Podcast. (laughs)
2: Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win.
0: And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package.
2: And guess what, Rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. We are back once again. Thank you so much, the community, each and every one of you. I want to thank you, for coming here each week, the only three lads podcast, uh, we wouldn't be able to really. Like I was saying last week, Brett is more of the academia person on this, mm. and uh, so. But but honestly, we get to dive in to things that we get to like. It gives us a reason to research things, and then we research the golden age of alternative music. We kind of look from nineteen seventy four to nineteen ninety nine, but that does takes us down a bunch of wormholes and that's really good for me because if not then what would i be making blue meth maybe but this is way better you could do both yeah no the adhd in my brain i can only i have to focus that one thing at a time if i did both i would make bad blue meth or you know it okay. would be bad i don't want to kill anybody so so it's more about the quality of your blue meth that would suffer if you tried. yeah blue. exactly yeah and and if I did make blue meth, I wouldn't want it to be addictive or I would just want people to be happy and to f- love everyone and fear no one and um, just to have everyone have a sexy naval uh, Asian naval and that would be about it. So that's where my brain goes. <laughs> that would be a wonder drug indeed. It would. I want a new drug. You know that song Huey Lewis? <laughs> yeah, Huey Lewis and
0: the news as well. Don't forget the news.
2: Okay. Yes, they were a great band. Okay, number one, song of 1978. Brett, please tell them my number one song. Your number one song from 1978 since you said you're not
0: going with the cars, though.
2: That's correct. I took them out of the equation because I could have just picked five car songs. And so I just took them all out. So you it's didn't not the cars. not go corners. with the
0: cars. So oh. you are
2: going to
0: go with. Uh, are you going to go with cheap trick too? Nope. Uh
2: Blondie?
0: Uh-oh. I have failed no you haven't
2: failed much like our 45 minute goal i have failed Uh, no we're we're not there yet but uh b52's rock lobster originally Ah, released in 1978 my number one song of 1978 i forget about the indie single of that's correct yeah saw that and i said it's gotta be it gotta be it well well. bueno and i would have picked that one shout out to bueno shout out to bueno Ueno would have picked that, yeah, but he would have probably picked Devo as number one, one of those songs. He would have picked Devo, uh, Squeeze. I think yeah, that squeeze. year would
0: have had maybe Take Me, I'm Yours. He would have had a Squeeze song, yeah.
2: absolutely. All right, well, all right, your number one song, sir.
0: Well, dang it. All right, so my number one is another song that is going to come as no surprise to anyone who has ever listened to me prattle on in more than a couple of O3L episodes because it's another perfect rock and roll single that was immeasurably influential on me as a songwriter, a musician and just a fan of pop music in general. Any guesses, Greg? Mm. I won't even play the Jeopardy song. You uh, just get one shot. Elvis Costello. No, OK, because that would the be jam. repeating the jam. No, nope, that would be repeating myself. Oh, okay. I'm well, not going to yeah. do it. Not going to do it. But from Northern Ireland's finest, it is the undertones and teenage kicks. Hmm. And the story is so similar in my life to Another Girl, Another Planet. So just like all music declared the only one song is arguably the greatest single in rock history, legendary DJ John Peel was an evangelist of this Undertones track, marking the very first time on air for him that he was so awestruck by a track that he played it twice in a row during his show. And like another girl, another planet, my introduction to Teenage Kicks was via the same installment of Rhino's DIY series, not coincidentally, titled Teenage Kicks UK Pop 1, 1976 to 1979. From the instantly recognizable and heart racing opening drum hits, it's two and a half minutes of Buzzsaw guitars with a simple but effective riff. And it's
1: the best I've ever had. I wanna hold her, wanna hold her tight. Get
2: teenage Kicks right through.
0: It's exuberance and energy brimming with pop smarts, a killer chorus and Fergal Sharkey's boyish adenoidal vocals dripping with desire for the girl in his neighborhood that he wishes was his because she looks so good. It's horny and hopped up, the same combination that drove rock and roll since its inception, proving that teenage dreams are hard to beat. And so is this song. And you know who else gets teenage kicks right through the night, Greg? Whom? The Sweat Hogs. Of course. (laughs) Ooh, what ooh, 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 ooh. Exactly. Yes. Hello. Or no. it was Washington. uh, uh And then Vinnie Barberino, of course. What? Where? Well, give, give me drugs. Give me drugs.
2: Give me that, drugs. We all know that episode.
1: Give me drugs. Give me That's drugs. The best.
2: And if you ever hear the story about John Travolta at that time, they spent he's they said he spent all his money on PR people and stuff like that. Mm. Which of course ended up working out for him. Of course, Greece in nineteen seventy-eight made him a superstar. And then he Not had Saturday all those Night fever. fever. Saturday Night Fever was huge. And then um look who's talking. I mean, that was a trilogy <laughs> yeah. there, right? I mean, that <laughs> oh, was really. really yeah. Old. I mean, wow. Talk and then, about of course, a career
0: reaching a new apex.
2: Right. Then he kind of, you know, was gone. And then, uh of course, in the 90s, the Quentin Tarantino movie. Yeah. Pulp Fiction. He came out and there he was. Made him a huge star again. Then look who's been, talking 16. Yeah. Look who's talking 16. I mean, the guy's got it all. And he still looks great. You see, you see him like on uh, different movies now, or um, he's finally just given up on the hair, which I yep. totally understand. I'll be there one day. Um, and so he's got a beautiful bald head. My head's going to be lumpy. Um, so, but maybe I could play aliens, like be like a extra in a movie where like the aliens get blown up. At least that's what I'm <laughs> shooting for. So, maybe. well, you know why he quit the hair? Well, cause it wasn't growing. I mean, I don't know. Why did he quit the hair? Because he works all day on his hair, and then people hit it. You
0: hit my hair.
2: Hit yeah, my hair. Give me drugs. Well, right. 45 minutes, we failed. But it's a good <laughs> fail. Uh, it's a good fail. We um, came close. Yeah, hey, this is the closest we've come in a long time. So let's go down my top five songs of 1978. At number five, Devo with Uncontrollable Urge. At number four, The Cure with Killing an Arab or another, however they sing it now. At number three, Ian Dury and the Blockheads with Hit Me With Your Rhythm Stick. Number two, Ramones, I Want to Be Sedated, and my number one song of 1978, B-52's Rock Lobster. Okay, and I was number five, The Poppies,
0: Jealousy. Number two, The Go-Between's Lee Remick. Number three, Cheap Trick's Surrender. Number two, The Only One's Another Girl, Another Planet. And number one, The Undertone's Teenage
2: kicks great list now we want to hear what your list would be head over to our facebook page leave it right there and uh we maybe we'll go through the list next week but we're interested to see what we might have missed because lists they are subjective and we've got to get your you are the third lad this week so tell us what you I really
0: didn't even bother i mean because there are so many great songs from 1978 and i knew i was going to have both a tough time with it because there were so many great songs and an easy time because i i mean i know what some of my favorite songs are of all time. So that made it a little easier. I didn't come up with a lot of honorable mentions, but a few that I did jot down that I really would have loved, uh, The Boys' Brickfield Nights, Johnny Thunders' You Can't Put Your Arm Around a Memory, Magazine Shot by Both Sides, and the adverts' No Time to Be 21.
2: I guess for me, I'll give you one honorable mention, Reckless Eric, Whole Wide World. Which I think actually came out in '77, I believe. Well, thank God I didn't pick it. Yeah, Woo! yeah. Maybe but it was it, a hit in 70. Yeah, but
0: it is a great song. Reckless Eric's first album was out in '78.
2: Maybe it was on the album. Well, hit that randomizer. Let's see what we're gonna blow out of the water next week. There, Brett. Okay. Let me know when to stop.
0: Stopping the randomizer. Boom! Stop. I want to stop the randomizer. Now that really doesn't fit either way. Okay, this one's going to be very specific.
2: Top five shoegaze
0: EPs.
2: All right. Well, there you go. 50-minute mark, and we're about ready to say goodbye. We haven't done under an hour. Well, God, who knows? Maybe not now either. We could ramble on for 10 minutes. It's very possible. (laughs) Don't tempt us. (laughs) Don't tempt us.
0: Oh, gosh. All right, I'm out. Peace! All right. All right, give me drugs and... um. I don't actually mean that, by the way. Thank you, everybody, for listening. You are the third lad this week. Please hit our social media pages. Let us know your top five songs of 1978 or any of the topics that we have given you recently. And until next time. We will wave hello and say goodbye. The theme music is Frequency, written and performed by yours truly, Brett Vargo. Any other music in this episode is presented solely for purposes of review, examination, and news reporting. If you like what you hear, go to your record store and pick up the LP, CD, cassette, or 8-track, or stream it if you're one of those newfangled fancy pants. If we're lucky enough to still have these artists with us, go out and see some live music. For the latest updates, join the O3L community at facebook.com slash only3lads. We want to hear from you. And while you're at it, click on the Shop Now link for the coolest threads. Until next time, thanks for listening.
1: It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football.